This podcast is proudly part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network. If you'd like to check out more Kaiju and Tokusatsu goodness, go to kaijuramenmedia.com. Him? Shin! Standing by. Complete. Greetings, heroes of the internet. I'm Nathan. And I'm Drew. And we are Henshin Men, a podcast that celebrates Japanese superheroes and their high-flying and high-kicking adventures. In this installment, we will be discussing Kamen Rider episodes 96 and 97. Takeshi Hongo becomes a cactus monster. Hongo Takeshi Saboten Kaijin Ni Sareru. Gelshocker kidnaps the mild-mannered cactus scientist, Dr. Matsuda, and transforms him into the diabolical Kaijin, Cactus Bats. He attacks victims and turns them into human cacti with his deadly needles, including Hongo and Tachibana. Now they race against time to find a vaccine and save Kamen Rider. Drew, I'm getting the impression that Shocker really likes bats. Yeah, it does seem like like an easy theme for them to come back to over and over again. They've had multiple bat kaijin at this point. (laughs) It also seems strangely prophetic about having a bat spreading a virus. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, except I don't and know searching if it's a, for a vaccine. I except I don't know if it's a disease this time. It's weird. I they never say what is transforming them. If it's a bacteria or virus or magic cacti needles. Yeah, yeah. Like now what I what, but that is something <laughs> I was not expecting us to have another cactus monster. Cactus man, cactus man. After 80 episodes, they've decided, let's go back to the cactus well. Okay. Surprisingly, they don't go to the plant well, period, a lot in the show, which you think they would. They like fungus more than plants. Yeah, which fungus does make sense. It's kind of a creepy thing, and it's yeah. symbolic of death and decay and all right. that. I've seen Matongo and analyzed it. I wrote a paper about it, and then which I did recycle for a Film Vault episode. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> but cactus so it's he's prickly <laughs> you can't get too close or you become prickly too yeah but it, well so instead of the hedgehog paradox it's the cactus paradox is it exactly <laughs> turning everybody into introverts one cactus at a time I say I'm you know an what? introvert. I was going to say, you know what? I think I, I could go with this. Uh, <laughs> this is a plot by an evil introvert to turn everybody into introverts. And then nobody yes. has to talk to anybody. Diabolical. <sighs> Much like another virus. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Topical sorry. I couldn't help jokes. watching this Topical episode jokes. and not think, oh, look. It's the coronavirus 30 years earlier. <laughs> More like 
40 but or 50 whatever but, uh, timeline what is time uh, time what is time uh, it, it's not the first timeline time. we don't have the time to talk about time we don't have the time i didn't quote that right but whatever <laughs> i understood that reference <laughs> but i love the logic <laughs> i love the logic behind why they picked this guy why because this is one of the this is one of the few times since the earlier episodes where we actually see pre the the kaijin before he's made into a kaijin so we're supposed to feel sorry right. for him as this shocker victim or gel shocker Which in now this means case. we know by the end of the episode he will be saved and be going back to and go back to that his normal doesn't life. always happen which is why it's a little no but in the last couple of times that we've known who the the victim is they get turned into the kaijin it seems to be the case right especially but, when they're not criminals already right but i love the, <laughs> i love that general black says oh we picked you because we wanted to because we wanted to make a cactus bat hybrid because this is the kind of stuff we sit around thinking about. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and we just already got cactus extract. I was going to say, that's it. why we picked you because you study cacti so much. You already got a bunch of cactus extract in you. And I'm like, so wait a minute. Wait a second. Back up. You're telling me that this man has pickled himself in cactus juice. What 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 you're telling me, Shocker, is that you're 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 on a budget this week and you don't have the time to completely transform a person, so you went you went the halfway mark and got someone who already had half your work done for you. Okay, because <laughs> he already he's already apparently he's got so much cactus in him he's part cactus now already. Yes, but I even would though he's, even though he's never seen this one cactus you sent him. <laughs> That literally is a reverse cactus because it's mostly red with the green tips. <laughs> that spews a, a, a horrible gas. Oh, that's just kind. Of, that's just shocker. Not that's just shocker technology. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> but hey, Gel Shocker, it, it causes him to be hypnotized. Yes, and somehow know where the Gel Shocker base is because how else did he get there? Yeah, but apparently it kills the wife. I don't know what happens to the wife. I, they they don't say. I just assume that she's still hypnotized and never came back out of her hypnosis coma. Thankfully, until the end, because the end makes sense. Anyway, anyway, remember my rant about being like a weird combination of science and the supernatural. This is why. But yeah, but Gel Shocker, Professor X called. He wants Cerebro back, <laughs> and I'm, I'm sitting here going, you know, Shocker, Gel Shocker. This seems like a much more efficient monster making method than surgery on a table. Why aren't you doing this more often? Did the Geldum scientists just not get around to getting this done until like last week? I don't know, because you would think if they're like, you know what we could do to save ourselves a lot of trouble? If we have an idea for a kaijin, we just find somebody who's already done half the work. So like, okay, we want to... I don't know. Make a fish kaijin. Let's go kidnap a fisherman. He already smells enough like fish. <laughs> he's a, he's he's no. He, he doesn't. It's not that he smells like fish. He's handled fish so much that his that the the fish oil has started to seep into him. 
Right. So he's got fish extract. And he's got and fish them, extract. For that matter, just get someone who has to take fish oil as part of their vitamins and turn them into a kaijin. I mean, actually, now that I think about this, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. already did this. Yes, they did. <laughs> because they had a story arc for a while where I've, there was, uh, what was it? It was Terrigen Mist. Uh, Terrigen yes. got into fish oil. Because they were trying to make sure people knew that, oh, we can't do X-Men. So we're going to do every, we're going to do this X-Men like storyline, but with Inhumans. Inhumans. Yeah. So Terrigen gets into fish sure, oil. No and, that this is what, that's what's going on here. Right. <laughs> and then people who have the Inhuman gene, if they take the fish oil, it will activate their gene and they will get superpowers. But we don't know which one, but we don't know who is who. Somehow the which Terrigenesis thing mixed with the fish. I don't remember the exact reasoning why. I just remember thinking it was cool at the time. It was. <laughs> but anyway. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is actually a very good show, but moving yeah, on. Yes, yes, it is. I kind of miss it. <laughs> I know that first season was slow, people, but uh, hang on. Uh, the last better. two were weird because nobody at Marvel talks to each other. And that was the problem, yeah. Well, you got to remember, by that time, Marvel Studios was technically owned by a separate part of Disney than Marvel proper. But anyway. Anyway. We're not here to talk about corporate shenanigans. Uh, <laughs> Uh, unless, they involve, unless they involve unless they involve Gail Shocker, <laughs> but I I love the fact that because this is something it just dawned on me we haven't had the deadly disco lighting for a while in this show. Oh yes, but Cact, uh, we have a cactus bat second superpower: the power of dramatic lighting. Uh, more like he could do, he walks into a room and turns the lights off just by walking into the room. Yes. So I guess it's just like automatic mood lighting. Like it's like every room he walks into, the lights go on. Right. <laughs> but you think it get people's attention faster? But it doesn't. And uh, you think you think of joking people? You think of joking that it's just like it's just dramatic lighting? What are you talking about? Literally, he walks into a room, the lights go off. He walks out of a room, the lights come back on. <laughs> Not because someone flipped a switch or he flipped a switch to turn the lights off. No. <laughs> It's not just that the lights go off. The lights go off in the most dramatic way possible. There's only a couple lights that light up a background just so you can see uh, the shock, the shadow on the background, and, and the guy who's getting attacked, and all this, and red and blue green lights. Just I mean, you think some of these people would have gotten hurt by epilepsy more than being turned into cacti? <laughs> I'm just saying. I know that it like the tick, the comic book character, the tick. I have actually heard, yeah, spoon. I've actually heard that people have said. I think it's even canon in the actual Tick comic books, not so much in the media adaptations, but I know in the Tick comics they have actually said that one of the Tick superpowers is "quote unquote" drama. I think the Tick is looking at Cactus Bat and being like, "I want to have the power of dramatic lighting." (laughs) Right. Common Rider probably wants this power also, for being honest. <laughs> I can see how it could come in handy and make sneaking into Shocker potentially easier. I think eventually Gil right. Shocker would be like, oh, wait, the lights went out. <laughs> Again. Again. Someone look for the Grasshopper Man. <laughs> uh, where's the Grasshopper Man? It's like, ah, oh, there he is. <laughs> I still suspect Grasshopper Man would have been the character's name had he become an actual Shocker monster. <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> but since we're on the subject of cactus bat and his human form i gotta give i don't know the name of the actor who played matsuda but he's good at crazy face <laughs> i have seen him in something before and i just have not figured it out yet 
Yeah, I, that, it would take a little bit of digging for me to find out. August, if you're listening, because August we're going, if you're listening to this, please let me know. <laughs> but yeah, Matsuda is great at crazy face. My oh, word. Yeah. He's good at crazy face. <laughs> and uh, I mean, you have to be crazy when the name of what you're trying to do is literally Operation World Cactus Transformation. That is our evil plot of the week. Our evil not, plot of not, the week is turn everyone into cacti. But apparently, uh, yeah. you're going to do this with one guy. It's not like I before mean, when we've had the disease that will turn people into right. other, like, basically, like, plague zombies that will continue to spread the disease. No, you're going to do this with one guy. Right. I mean, it made sense with, with the last bat monster. Where, you know, the, the victims could then spread the disease also. But now it's like, no, you're just going to be one one guy. who's going to turn everybody into giant walking cactuses. They, they don't even walk. They're just human-shaped so, cacti. So, like, why aren't you? How, at this point, are they actually cactus monsters? Or are they just cactuses? Because if you made them cactus monsters, that would give a better idea as to what the meaning of the episode title was. Well, especially since that, that this episode title is kind of a lie because Hongo's... Wait, wait, wait. You're telling me that a common Rider title is lying? Yo, this you... is new. What? <laughs> yeah, because it's just his hand. Yes. It, only and his hand gets even, transformed. And it's not even the same type of cactus that the other cat people getting turned into cactus were. It's just... This is so bizarre. And then Cactus Bat can apparently tra- teleport through mist because they send little cacti to mm-hmm. different people. Because at first, they're just like, we're just going to turn all these scientists into cacti. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a smaller goal, but it's one that I could see you actually pulling off right. with one guy. And then it turns into, oh, we're going to do it to the whole country and then the world. <laughs> and and I'm like, does make sense in, in, in context that he could trans, he could, he could teleport between cactuses. Cause I mean, we've had other shocker and gel shocker Kaijin do that before, but still it's like no cactus is safe while this guy is around <laughs> because he threatens the cacti or because you can't be around a, cactus without him showing up you can't up. get a cactus yeah you can get which is funny there was a time when everyone wanted cacti for some reason uh, well and i mean i do have it's not a well it's not technically a cactus but i have a little potted what is it uh, a succulent or whatever it is oh yeah it's it's cactus adjacent it's sitting on my nightstand right now but still i'm you know, I'm not looking at it thinking, where's Cactus Bat? Is he coming for me? Oh, no. <laughs> well, because apparently cacti are a teleportation network, in case you didn't know. Which only makes vaguely less sense than the cat paintings from a couple episodes ago. <laughs> which I'm half surprised still aren't hanging around somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I, I hinted at it in our previous episode, but there is a scene where there is a comic Kenny who's only there for a minute, and he gets rescued by Hongo after the kid's parents get attacked by Cactus Bat in public, because that's he loves attacking right. people in public. And he's just like, kid, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay, but my he got my mom and dad. And then Hongo says, just get to safety. The kid runs off, and I'm like, right. do we care about the fact that his parents are dead? 
The kid is now as an far orphan. As we know, You've done this before, where a child has his parents murdered by the kaijin, and you don't seem to be all that concerned about it. <laughs> right. Because very we we still don't know if they're monsters or just cactuses. Because yeah. if they're cactus monsters, that would make sense how they would still be fine after they find the vaccine. But since none of these cactuses ever move, ever after the transformation, yes, I still don't get the title because he's not—they're not cactus monsters. There's only one cactus monster, right? The whole thing, and none of them are Hongo, right? And. Was it just me? Let me ask you this, Drew. I still wanted, I was hoping that once he got the cactus off a hand, he'd turn into Common Rider and he'd have a silver cactus hand glove. <laughs> <laughs> but now I have to ask, Drew, is it just me or did this episode feel a tiny bit padded out by tiny? I mean, kind of. Most of it. Because there's, there's a lot of scenes of just cactus bat attacking people. With yes, no plot for significance. Some reason, I'll grant you that there, that does seem to be repeated a lot, but this was such a absolutely ridiculous yet fun episode that I didn't care that we were padding out this paper thin plot. I mean, I, I I still enjoyed myself too, but I'm just like, how many murder scenes do we need? This is more murder scenes than normal for this show. <laughs> it really does feel like, oh my word, we need one more episode to fill out the show run quick what have we not done in a while oh uh, how about a cactus monster that's great what's his power uh, he turns other people into cactuses oh that's good we can have him attack a bunch of people that yeah okay we can we can make pound out the script in a day <laughs> yeah do any of these people have plot significance um no they course not maybe a couple of them well, like that's fine well well, <laughs> well, well well i know what we'll do we'll have tachibana get hit but he'll have to turn much more slowly for some reason. And then we'll get Hongo to get hit. Yeah, then we can just reuse the same cactus glove that we will make for this. Uh, yes, but at least with Hongo, we can have the excuse of, he's a cyborg. Right. <laughs> well, don't know why Tachibana... But why is Tachibana... It's like Tachibana just so old, uh, such an old grumpy boomer that he just like wills the, the transformation to slow down. I guess. Oh, well, technically... Every other person who gets turned into a cactus is turned into a cactus directly by Cactus Bat, whereas Tachibana is the only one who gets it from a thorn from another cactus. Which is so maybe a it's a weird. slightly different procedure. I, maybe, maybe that's the variable here. I, I think at the same time, why like, hey, you, know what? you could do that for Tachibana. Why are you not like sending these weird cactuses everywhere? That would make more sense than taking one monster and thinking you're going to turn the whole world into. Right. Right. And I love how in that scene, if maybe they describe that this is a prototype for this part. We're going to send it to the common writer HQ and see like, how it goes. Okay. It's like, and, and then once we get that done, we'll make more of those. I just like, we're that figuring out sad. how you could have, filled this episode with actual plot as opposed to more murder scenes. <laughs> yeah, but the murder scenes are more fun. For the, for the children. <laughs> but yeah, we talk about the thing where Tachibana pricks the, gets his pricked by the cactus. I love how it happens because I, it, I love how it happens right after he's like, Hey, wait, 
Let me inspect the cactus, the cactus first. Dangerous. This cactus could be dangerous. dangerous. I'm going to inspect it. Yes. Bring <laughs> it's it like you, Comet Kenny, let me see it. Yeah. Yeah. I never yeah. go to the plaid store ever again. <laughs> you can't go to the plant store. You can't go to the pet store. All you can do is go to school and come home. Scratch that school's probably dangerous too. <laughs> well, yeah, wait, terror school. We, they've already, shockers already tried to take over schools three times. All right. Nope. Yes. You just just um, go home. Nope. So never, you. Never leave yeah. your house again. Be scared. <laughs> Comic Kenny, you, you are to never leave your house except on a mission, and you will be homeschooled. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so while we were talking, I did go to IMDb, because apparently IMDb now has episode-specific cast lists for shows now. Yes, they do. I learned this a couple weeks ago, and I looked for Matsuda uh, uh, to see what else he had done. He's only, not counting this episode, he's only been in four things. And the last thing was in 1978, which I'm not saying the name of what he was in in 1978, because this is still a partially family-friendly show. Uh, <laughs> Let's just say it doesn't translate to English nicely. Oh, well. Was it a uh, <clears throat> pink film? <laughs> Perhaps. There, I'll put it this way. There is not a poster. Probably with good reason. Production. Uh, probably with good reason. But anyway, yeah. I just love that. that he, but yeah, I, I don't think I actually saw him in anything. I just think he looks similar to somebody else. Right. But anyway, I love the fact that he's uh, that he's like, Tachibana has learned, but it still doesn't matter. It still gets him. Well, it's like, well, darn. <laughs> and then the, the most ironic part of this episode, we're saving for the awards. <laughs> yes. But Wait, but I have to say, I have to say, I do think, I think it's brilliant. I actually do yeah. think it's brilliant. I'll just say, if you know how they discovered penicillin, there's some similarities. <laughs> Very loose similarities, but similarities. Yeah, but we get into some, we do get into some other things like, oh, common Rider will karate chop his hand off. A cactus bat's hand off, and then he has a metal hand hey, later. That's that's a weak hand. <laughs> yeah. the, 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 no wonder, no wonder the the gal shocker there says this monster is so weak that his hand can be chopped off by common rider. Throw this useless monster away. <laughs> uh, wait, yeah. Wait, I shall give him a new hand that will be able to stand up to a Japanese a, a katana. That, then yeah, you'll see he'll be fine. So now we've got mech. It's not the first time we've had a, a, an actual cyborg kaijin, but we yeah. do have one now. Technically. I mean, we had the, I had you on when we talked about the one guy who had, uh, who fell victim to the exploding knee drop. Yes. <laughs> and then needed to have that. Let's fixed. not forget the one, the, the, the rat, rat condor <laughs> who got, got a new beak. Yeah. <laughs> but then the reason I've been joking about the this has to be like science and the supernatural is because we get the Jesus writer kick at the end again. <laughs> and it's, we spent a whole tirade about it in the, the writer episode. kick is so powerful it can heal. In this monster. case, it will it heals Sometimes. the victim because we like I'm like this is gonna be a kaijin who gets yes. redeemed at the end, isn't it? And sure enough, that is the case. I'm like, okay, fine, I'll go with that. But then, because this is a trope, and I on the, normally I don't mind the trope so long as there's a reason for why I can believe the trope would happen. He gets cured, and so does everyone else. Right. Wait, well, what? Other, everyone else. I thought got he was cured. injecting people with venom. 
and turning them into everyone cacti. Else, everyone else got cured because of the vaccine. They never said uh-huh. that. No, but I think it's implied. That's just how <laughs> this the, the question, magic how vaccine. Make much in time. The magic vaccine yes, changes people vaccine. back. It's I like. It, you already I mean, went just, on a vaccine. You already went on a vaccine rant. I feel like you need another one. <laughs> just sprinkling this weird liquid on both Tachibana and Hongo's hands just causes their hands to magically turn human again. I mean, I'm willing to go along with it if it's just like one part of the body. Okay, that's still a little bit of a stretch, but I'm willing to go with it. But people who have already been completely turned. It would have been nice if we could have seen them at least do this on somebody who had been completely turned. Then it's like, okay, that works for that. I can live with it. But it's just like, no, it's sold off screen. They're all fine. It's all, all fine. You saw get turned into plants. They're fine. But the implication seemed to be because Cactus Bat is quote unquote dead. Everything he did has been undone. Yes, that is the implication. But it still doesn't explain why they wanted to turn everyone into cactuses. Because apparently all you had to do was kill one guy and it completely undoes your whole plan. Shocker, you had a good run going. Gel Shocker, I mean, you had such a good run going. Why are you back to being stupid? If if they turned into cactus monsters who could then turn other people into cactus monsters. Yes, you did this plan before with Rat Condor, but it worked. <laughs> I just You could still do it, and then the title of this episode would make sense. I mean, and not only that, but you can lay claim to being the only thing in existence with cactus zombies. Yes, which if I ever become a writer, that will be a monster as cactus zombies. Like <laughs> cactus, <awesome> zombies. <laughs> cactus zombies. Cactus zombies. <laughs> Instead of biting people, they prick them. Yes. <laughs> You, you, oh, you got, you accidentally got got a a, sp- a a cactus spine in your thumb. Congratulations, you're now a cactus monster. <laughs> I just okay, but you know we have to feel sorry for Crazy Face Matsuda, and <laughs> that sounds like yes, that actually sounds that like the name a, of, a, of great, an actual gangster, Crazy Face that Matsuda. The guy had great facial expressions. <laughs> it's it's right up there with. I can't remember his name now suddenly, but it's the guy who plays Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh, Your yeah. soul is mine. mine. <laughs> no, I have I to. I can't think of his name either. I, ha- I have to look it up now. <laughs> yes, Kari Hiroyuki Tagawa. He, this guy, Matt, Crazy Face Matsuda is right up there with him. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. Right up there with your soul is mine. <laughs> your cactus is mine. Yes. <laughs> There's just something about great overacting that I just love. <laughs> I mean, Van Damme Street Fighter. I, yes. <laughs> Roll Julia. Uh, Roll Julia is gold in every scene. Yes. Like, if it was not for Roll Julia, that movie would have faded into 90s obscurity as just another like- silly video game adaptation. But Roll Julia has single handedly elevated it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they would have made it into obscurity, much like its sequel. Uh, sequel? <laughs> uh, years later. That, that was not a sequel, sir. That was just a bad movie. <laughs> okay, yes, it was not a direct sequel, but still. I didn't watch it. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It didn't, it, I, didn't I, have... I, have I unfortunately playing, did playing watch it. So I guess it doesn't count. Uh, I unfortunately did watch it. Uh. <laughs> uh. Uh. The only good part about it was the lead actress. <laughs> 
because <laughs> she at least yeah, won the part. But it wasn't Ming Win, so I don't care. <laughs> what? It wasn't Ming Na Win, so I don't care. Yeah, I watched Smallville at the time, so. <laughs> And that was before anyway. I found out how crazy that actress was in real life. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on back to, to our... Cactus Monsters. Speaking of crazy, back to Cactus Monsters. Cactus Monsters. Got anything else or can we move on to the next one? <laughs> I think we ought to move on to the next one. Yes, because spoiler warning, the, the next episode title is not a lie. Takeshi Hongo cannot transform. Hongo Takeshi Henshin Fukano. The vicious kaijin, Leech a Million, attacks victims to gather blood to revive fallen Gelshocker monsters. After Hongo fights a resurrected crab bat, the villains discover they can freeze Hongo mid-transformation. They then capture Kamen Rider's allies and lure Hongo into a deadly trap. Leech a leech a leech a leech a million. You come and go. You come and go. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's a facet of henshin that we haven't done. I feel like in a while. Classic music references. <laughs> Classic pop music references. <laughs> also, leech a million wants to suck your blood. <laughs> Again, we've had a chameleon and we've had a leech before. So now we're just combining them. It's an odd combination, but it's a combination that works. Yeah, and it's actually a very decent design on the on the suit. <laughs> yeah, it's not quite the nightmare fuel that the previous leech monster was. Right. But I give him credit. I like this one. And although this is another recycled plot. Okay. We're sucking blood, uh, human blood that we can use to resurrect p dead monsters. Except in this at case, we're only doing one. <laughs> at least it's not dog blood. Uh, puppies justice and virgins. For, justice for dummy. <laughs> yeah, puppies and virgins. <laughs> justice for dummy. Now, now it's just any human blood will do. Yeah, it's just, just, it's yeah. a good thing that Gelshocker Kaijin, don't no, you don't have to worry about blood types. Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> I, this the beginning of this episode amused me because with the construction signs like they they lure victims away mm -hmm. uh, uh, using fake construction signs which okay fine i could go with that it's definitely better than what they did i'm not kidding you drew in one of the little movies that they like half an hour movies that they made as tie-ins with this show because it was looney right. tunes levels of goofy in that because you had hongo in a motor and Taki in a motorcycle race, and they would just they just set up an arrow pointing in one direction to get to get to get Taki and Hongo to go that way because they were winning the race. They knew they would be winning the race apparently. And then right. after they went one way, they just went over and flipped the arrow back around, and then all the other racers went the other way. <laughs> well, I mean, I've seen that before in cartoons. But. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that's Looney Tunes levels of stuff. This one's a little bit better. I will I mean, say that. I'm fairly certain that Wiley e. Coyote used that when trying to get Roadrunner once. Yeah, that's what I mean. But Crabbat, Crabbat is back. And I'm sure y'all made this joke the last time he showed up, but he looks very happy to see Hongo. <laughs> 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 mm. <laughs> 
Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> Catch Give me a hug. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> I Just saying, crab bath design. <laughs> they didn't think that one through. <laughs> At least part of it, anyway. But he's only getting brought back for one scene, which is just funny. It's like we're doing the resurrected kaijin thing again, but we're only we're, he's barely in this. <laughs> right. He is barely in this. Now he's got a cool action sequence, admittedly. Oh yeah. But he's barely in that. this. And it's really just so we can establish, oh yeah, we're crab bat not crab bat. I can't keep all the kaijin straight anymore. <laughs> Leech Emilian. Leech Emilian is sucking blood from people. So that they could do all of these horrible things. But that's not even the ultimate plot here. No. No. That's just the evil thing to get common writers' attention. Exactly. No, because- we're gonna we're actually going to film this for Shocker to look at later on their on their home uh, on their eight millimeter film camera. Yeah. With a new <laughs> villain that I don't think we've seen before, and I don't know if we'll see again because I haven't watched past this episode. This is the penultimate I- episode. I haven't watched past this one either. Yeah, and I think, what was he say, with Dr. D or something like that? Yeah. And I, like, I just wrote in my notes, who's the creepy geezer? <laughs> <laughs> who's the obvious evil scientist here that is now working for Gelshocker? Yeah. Is this, is this Geldum? Is this guy Geldum in reality? I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> that the, half this name comes from? <laughs> I, I don't know. But here's the thing. Okay, so Shocker went back to being kind of dumb for a couple of episodes and now we're back to being brilliant a gel shocker whatever they have arrived at an idea that 99 percent of power ranger and super sentai villains never think of which is interrupt the transformation (laughs) that's something every single person who's ever watched power rangers or super sentai has asked why do you not attack while they're transforming Uh, today i think i've only seen one monster who actually tried to attack the sentai team while they were transforming and this was the train episode train season tokuger yeah and literally they the way that transformation sequence goes there's an announcement always made every time they they morph to say to stand behind the white line so you don't get hit by the trains and the monster jumps up crosses it and the little toy trains that they use to transform that are coming in literally hit them (laughs) (laughs) well what's funny as i do i can identify i can think of at least one time it happened in power rangers and it succeeded Right. It was a wild force, weirdly enough, and it was the girl White Ranger whipped out her morpher and she was going to do it, and the monster hit her before she could finish it, and she fell down a hill. <laughs> so. Well, and forgive, forgive me for bringing up the movie that shall not be named, but <laughs> didn't Zeo Pink, like, get hit during mid-transformation? And no, she was falling. She was falling in mid-transformation and then hit water. <laughs> Okay, water dis- water destroys the greatest morphing power in the universe. Gotcha. Right. It's well, I mean, Green Lantern used to be weak to anything that was yellow. <laughs> you could the man yeah. with the man with a power ring that can do basically anything he can imagine could be defeated by throwing a banana at him. Okay. <laughs> There's a Donkey Kong joke there, but I don't know it. <laughs> 
<laughs> you ever have those jokes that come out half formed and it's like there's something here i can't do anything with it and then what, you're just gonna randomly blurt it out blurt out the punchline later and be like, huh yeah. oh <laughs> like oh yeah that thing uh, that thing but <laughs> timing <laughs> timing but <laughs> so like i said you would think that they would just like interrupt the transformation that'll take i mean I-, I should also bring up i'm waist deep actually more like chest deep at this point into die ranger and there is a die ranger monster of the week who i don't think was in power rangers who does crack a joke after the die rangers finish their morphing and posing he does make a joke about how they take too long to do all of that (laughs) oh i'm waiting until car ranger makes that joke because that's the kind of joke car ranger would make probably the person who will make it is radiator fan belt <laughs> that is a name that is a name <laughs> i haven't started car ranger yet oh my gosh <laughs> that already sounds better than turbo <laughs> oh it's a lot better than turbo just because yes it's a parody but it's a well thought out parody <laughs> it's the kind of parody that would never translate that's probably why turbo was bad <laughs> <laughs> anyway but probably the root of turbo's problems right well a lot of it was a lot not of even a comedy sent a, a ranger season could have adapted sent the sentai season well right but anyway i find what they do here i find it really fascinating so they're looking at the eight millimeter film and then yes. they're like hold on hongo's transforming Super eight film actually is what it looks like yeah it's like slow it down and they're like okay and then they're like hold it right there and they said like it's like for like 12 frames after he finishes the pose they said that's the length of the transformation and they say and i find this such an interesting idea it said for 12 frames half a second they said yeah he is neither common writer nor hongo then who is he <laughs> good question but they said but if we catch him there we've got him i'm like hmm that does beg a very interesting question during the actual morphing process, the transformation right. process. Can you argue that they, uh, that, you know, that he, that, you know, the person doing it is neither the secret identity nor the hero. Except I would say in this instance, he is technically the same person. It's just in, in the, in between he's neither in a full Hongo form or a full common writer form. Right. Now, and I, I think it's just in a form that is it's a transitionary form that may be weaker, and that's why they're able to get them. Right. It's just such an interesting idea. So I have to give the writers credit. I feel like they're playing around with some really interesting concepts because I th- it's like they're looking at everything that they built so far. It's like we could play around with this, can't we? You know, but and- this also raises another question. What's that? Shocker created Common Rider. How do they not know the mechanics behind the transformation sequence? Because when they made Hongo, he did he needed to spin the turbine really fast to transform. Hayato didn't have this problem. <laughs> and obviously there's be uh, I get that Hongo may as an, with an IQ of 300 probably has been able to work on his implants. <laughs> let's say maybe do some upgrades. And maybe that's why they don't know, but it's very obvious he's working off of what Shocker did for Hayato. So, well, 
the, the that I get what you're saying there, but the thought that was coming to my mind it's is still the base technology. You should know the right. general theory behind how the mechanics works if you created the technology. Right. But here's the thing that I'm finding interesting here with this premise is that I think it well, it's not I shouldn't say that it only works when the transformation is fast, but it's more like it starts getting even weirder, I think, when you start getting into transformation sequences that get longer. Looking at you, anime. <laughs> <laughs> where you decide to pad out every episode at least 30 to 60 seconds with elaborate transformation sequences. You've been looking at Pretty Cure, haven't you? More like Sailor Moon, but... <laughs> Which I think is somewhat based off Pretty Cure, but moving on. Uh, well, what came first? <laughs> Well, I, I mean, Crystal's transformation sequences are somewhat based off Pretty Cure, which is also based off the OG Sailor Moon. Moving on. Yeah, that, yeah that's like <laughs> I've, I've, I've looked at sequences too much, even though half these shows I don't watch. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, the longer the transformation sequences get, the more yeah. you have to start asking weird questions like this. <laughs> See, this is why I like, I think, some of the Metal Hero stuff where they say, oh, yes, this all happened in a fraction of a second. You're just seeing the slowed down version. Technically, it ha- it's the same thing here. It's a half a second is a fraction. 12 well, frames. A tenth of a second. Anyway. Uh, anyway, I just think it's an interesting idea. Adams, let's move on. I know, but I just think it's an interesting idea. So what they decide to do is they will lure Hongo into their base, and they do this by capturing everyone, which I'm like, why don't you do this every day? Right. We'll capture everyone, get Hongo to come to the base, put him in a special room. And by the way, we're so evil, we are going to make Hongo watch as we take the last of the original writer girls and threaten to perform a horrific surgery on her. And we're going to make him watch. And then when he tries to transform, we will blast him with absolute zero s- snow so he can't finish the transformation he will be stuck in the middle it's like it's like getting a car stuck in, you know, between gears and it can't do anything right. it just stalls <laughs> mm-hmm. and he has to just sit there st- holding his transformation pose and watch everything unfold i'm like you are fiends <laughs> Well, it is Shocker. <laughs> they are supposed to be evil. Gail Shocker, sorry. Yeah. They're supposed to be the evilest evil that ever did evil. <laughs> the evilest evil who ever eviled. <laughs> yes. I'm just, this is one of those rare times where I'm like, you are actually kind of brilliant and I hate you because you're, you were just the worst. <laughs> right. Gail Shocker, you're finally being evil. Except, better question, you have how many shocker goons on that base? You haven't emptied all their blood to regrow all your other kaijin so you could swarm Hongo with, like, what, 50 Gelshocker monsters plus uh, bring back the other six evil common Riders? (laughs) I'm going to no-prize this. The Gelshocker goons are drug addicts who will explode if they don't take their drug every three hours. Do you really want that in your, in your Kaijin? I'm talking about the, it's not just the goons. I'm not referring to the goons. I'm referring to the hostages that they used to, that, oh. 
that had that escaped during the insurrection halfway through this episode. Oh yeah, and only one. Oh yeah, in a scene survived. that reminded me quite a bit of Terror of Mechagodzilla because there's a scene in Terror of Mechagodzilla like this. Right, and that it also confused me a little bit because I'm like, wait a minute, the escapee was Leech a Million? Hold on, wait, what? Did he replace yeah. him at some point, or was yeah, he always the escapee? Kills, kills the guy. Yeah, r- 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 the the last guy that was escaping, you know, they he caught him, you know, right after the other guy died, or went back to save it, to be the sacrifice so this guy could live. And he says, "Ha ha." You shall not leave, but I shall meet Hongo in your place. Oh, oh, wait, wait. So it's the guy who went back and said, I'll die to save you. Or is it the guy who tried to escape? The last guy who was trying to escape gets caught by Leech a Million. And he says something to the effect of, I'm going to meet Hongo in your place. Okay, so so the other guy's sacrifice was pointless. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Once again, showing how evil this organization is. Right. And how mean be. this show will be at points. <laughs> this show is pretty, uh, yeah. This show's pretty mean <laughs> when it wants to be. <laughs> it makes for good drama, I'll give it them does. that. It does. So we we end on a cliffhanger. We end and it's a pretty intense cliffhanger. And this would be fine, except I'm not gonna be in the next Henshin Men episode. I know. I had no idea it was gonna be a two parter. I might have rethought fine. things. Fine. I might have rethought things if it was if it was if it, if I knew it was a two-parter, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, oh, if you want to like, if, I'll tell you what. I mean, that's going to be. There's only going to be one episode, and a little preview for everybody here. There's only going to be one episode of Common Writer covered in the next Tension Men because it's the final episode of Common Writer, and I'm bringing Travis back on for that. So it's going. It'll probably there won't be as much episode discussion. So if you wanted to like watch the episode, record your thoughts, and send it in, and I could play it live. I would be cool with I, that. I will think on that. I will think on that. I, yeah. I'm sure I will have something to say. Oh, yeah. So I can play I'll that. i my own awards. If yeah, you yeah want. if you want. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, you were more than a guest host on this. You were you were the co-host <laughs> for a handful of episodes, so it's only fair. So, right. you know, I, so like I said, go ahead, watch the episode, record your thoughts, send them to me, and then when I record that episode with Travis, I will play them for everybody to hear. It's only fair. Right. It is only fair. But anyway, just a few random notes that I wrote down here. So this episode reminded me that, and I would love to do a little bit of a language study on this because, you know, language fascinates me, but I'm a writer. So, you know, no surprise there. Right. But Mm -hmm. Baka, I always think of Baka, the word Baka meaning idiot, because that's how it's most commonly used, but it was translated as nonsense here. So I'm like, okay, so this is one of those words where depending on the context, it can mean related things well that didn't help (laughs) (laughs) i think it means either fool or foolish if you're doing a direct translation right yeah or idiot i've also seen it used as idiot but here it was it was it was translated as nonsense so unless that's a just like a contextual thing or maybe it's a nonsense being foolish so yeah yeah or maybe it's a case of instead of saying what instead of it being addressed at what being directed i should say at what is being said it's supposed to be directed at the speaker so it's like you're calling the speaker an idiot for saying that right supposed to saying what you said is stupid i don't know i i'm just i'm just curious about that but then again i also know for, for because of research that i did for a novel i found out 
about one of my favorite Japanese insults that I hear all the time in anime and in tokusatsu, and it never gets translated literally, mm-hmm. which is Kisama. <laughs> literally, that means Lord of the Donkeys. <laughs> nice. But it always gets translated completely different. It, you know, it's either just like you, which I hear a lot on this show, or <laughs> Dumars. A-hole. <laughs> Those are the closest, you know, phrases. Uh, yeah. Just, I'm just like, I just want, I, for once, I just want would, it to be that literal. That would be very weird watching an anime and the English dub says, you lord of the donkeys. <laughs> or you donkey lord. I'm like, I just want a subtitler to do that once just to be funny. Donkey lord. Huh? I'm just imagining Chris Sabat. I'm just imagining Chris Sabat as Vegeta saying to somebody, you Lord of the donkeys. <laughs> His power level is still over 9,000. Yeah. I, I, and I say that because I know you guys are doing Dragon Ball Z abridged. We, we haven't done it yet. We keep talking about it. <laughs> I've been catching up on your episodes. And I know there's we'll, talk about it. <laughs> There's, that's about the only way we would ever cover Dragon Ball Z in uh, the actual anime show itself, because that will take forever to go through. <laughs> X-Men X-Men's going to be bad enough taking nearly a year. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Uh, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z goes on for it. Dragon Ball Z is like a lot of shonen animes that just will not end. And then they make it worse with filler. Uh, Dragon Ball Z is the one that started that. <laughs> it, opinions. Anyway. I mean, like every, every major shonen thing that's ever been made as besides dragon ball was like made after the nineties. Cause they're all aping dragon ball. <laughs> of course they are. Of course they are. So uh, anything else I would bring up, most of it would be in the awards or it's stuff that yeah, I pointed out before mind. on the show, like how they magically change locations a lot during fights because magic jumps, eh, transportation, teleportation. What, what you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. And let me double check here. Did I put this in the uh, in the awards? No. I'm going to give a little bit of credit to one of the random prisoners because they're just bit players <laughs> here for the. They had a, one of them had a nice line. If we die, come on, writer, right. avenge us. Well, he's still working on that. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> yeah. Also, the All leeches. Right. We should talk about. Yeah, I know you have this in your awards. Maybe but, in the next half hour. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I know you have this in your awards. But Leech Chameleon does attack with tiny leeches, yes. and they sound like sirens. Why do they sound like sirens? <laughs> I think that's just a byproduct of synthesizer sound generation. <laughs> I think that's that why that sound effect comes off of sirens because there's only so many of those kind of sounds you can pull off where it doesn't sound weird. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. But anyway. All right, Drew. Internet hiccups aside, because the wonderful thing about editing is you don't have to hear all of that, heroes of the internet. <laughs> Be happy. Be very happy. Be very happy. But anyway, what I was trying to say was, do you have anything else, Drew? Because if you don't, we can move on to the awards. I think that's that's all I've got. So let's go ahead and move on to the awards. Okay, My Nick. final <laughs> awards for this, for, for Common Rider. Yes, which we'll talk a little bit about I mean, we already talked about it a bit, but we'll talk about it a little bit yeah. more after we're done with the awards, starting with the Henshin Kick Award for the best stunt or fight scene. So, Drew, since this is going to be 
the last ones that you give as an official co-host, I'll let you go first. What do you have? Uh, my my henshin kick award this this time is going to the entire crab bat fight on top of the, the cliff overlooking the ocean. <laughs> Especially since it does end on one of your awards later on. Yes. On top of a ski lift. Yes, on a top of a ski lift because good lord. <laughs> right. It's like, oh my word, you I know why you went with one of the old suits because you if this messed up, you didn't want to ruin a new one. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> and then mine actually goes to, I believe it's no, it is the crap. Uh, it's it's the is it Leech a million or yeah, I think it, it, it should be Leech a million, right? It's uh, I don't remember. We get a we get a mid air. Oh, here it is. Yeah, it, no, it was in the first episode. It was in ah. the, the first episode with Cactus Bat. We get a scene where, and they have to do this through editing, so which, you know, I, but I still give them credit for doing this through the process of editing, which is Common Rider throws ca- a cactus bed into, into the air and then does a midair rider kick. So if you've ever played a fighting game and you get, and you know how mm-hmm. annoying dive kicks are, <laughs> so it's like throw them into the air, dive kick, <laughs> which is. It's a very cool concept that they, you know, like I said, they have to achieve through some clever editing, but I still give them credit for actually doing it. It's a nice variation on the writer kick. And, right. you know, it, it, there comes a point where you do have to figure out how to spice up the signature moves because you can only do well, the after, trick so many times. After 97 episodes, yeah, you kind of have to mess with it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then next up, we have Takatoku for the best special effect. I'm going with the actual cactus transformations ah, because all the, with the dramatic lighting and the, and like you said, the deadly disco lighting and all that and the zoom in and the zoom out. It's like, okay, yeah, I can see how all these cactus things used to be human. Yes. Still wish they were actually cactus monsters and not just human shaped cacti. But yes. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. But mine, as you were alluding to, Plays off of your award, and I went back and forth because I'm like, I could put the, I could put this award here, I could put this on this award, I could put it on this award. So I just, I made a decision, <laughs> put it here right. for best special effect because I wanted an excuse to talk about it because the crab bat fight ends on a ski lift. Now we saw Common Rider on the ski lift just before this; he was sneaking around it, which I'm like, good grief, did they have a safety net? under this thing. I would love to hear Probably more about not. the behind the scenes from August. Cause I'm like, did they have a safety net when they were doing stunts like this? Or was this guy literally one finger slip away from death? <laughs> I just, Cause that's insane. It's just insane to think yeah. about, you know, this is how people used to do stunts. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is how they used to do it. But they, it, at the end of the fight, Crab Bat and Kamen Rider are on the ski lift. And as you would expect, Crab Bat, as the villain here, gets thrown off of the ski lift. Now he turns into the Crab Bat dummy, but still. Yes. <laughs> he gets thrown off, and I think he explodes, too, because that's, again, that's what you do in this show. Well, that's what you do in all these shows, it seems like. Yeah, that's what you do in all. All, all these showways versions of it, anyway. Yes. Well, there are plenty of Ultra Kaiju explode, too, trust me. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, either that or they get horribly dismembered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> horribly Reminds dismembered. Reminds me of the last episode of Cellcast we reviewed. We, <laughs> we saw Bowser get this. Bowser from Mario Brothers get 
torn apart by a bunch of angry, hungry Yoshi. <laughs> what were you? I will send you links. <laughs> what? There's a fan video from like 2003 called Rise of the Mushroom Kingdom, which is amazingly well animated for what it is. It's an old Flash video, but it's very bloody. <laughs> of course it is. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> back on, uh, back to the awards that we have coming at you for the best line. <laughs> what did you have? This is from like, it's like one of the last things Leech a million says in the episode, but he says, watch Hongo while you watch, I'll drain their blood one at a time and transfer it to my monsters. And then I'll finish with you. Dun, dun, it's like, that dun. is an epic line to taunt, <laughs> taunt your hero with. <laughs> And I was like, that's probably like the most epic villain line I think I've heard in this show yet. <laughs> that is a really good one. <laughs> that is a really good one because Leech of Billion is a surprisingly successful kaijin. Yes. He's surprisingly successful kaijin. I, on the yeah, other hand... You gotta do that every once in a while or otherwise yeah. Shocker would look even more ridiculous than it yeah. already does. Now, I also had a villain line. This is from General Black... And I went with it because I'm like, were you trying to be funny here, General Black? Or was this accidentally funny? <laughs> probably accidentally. It's probably accidentally. It's from the Cactus Bad episode. And he says, and I quote, bury Japan in cacti and turn it into a desert. An island desert? Uh, a desert island. A, de a desert island. And see, that's a funny. That's funnier, actually. <laughs> he should have said, "Turn it into a desert island." That would actually be kind of witty there. Uh, but as it right. stands, I'm like, was this intentionally funny or not? Also, you there's something that you need, Mister Black. You can't just have cacti. You need, I don't know, sand. sand. You know that stuff that's coarse and rough and gets everywhere. Yes. If you want to make sure that you will never be invaded by Darth Vader, you need sand. Indeed. <laughs> you know that, that that scene from King of the Hill that everyone loves to reference? Pocket sand! Yes, pocket sand! Why do I have a feeling that that guy would be able to single-handedly defeat Darth Vader with pocket sand? I now want to see Dale do this. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to kill you, Dale, for daring to defy the Empire. Pocket's hand. No! <laughs> my one weakness. <laughs> you don't know how accurate that show actually is. <laughs> <laughs> that is an accurate portrayal of Texas. <laughs> oh, there is a lot of... King of the Hill is called the texas anime for many reasons <laughs> but you can definitely tell the the writer the, the the guy who made that show ironically the same guy who made beavis and butthead back in the day yes he you can tell he's he's lived here a long time <laughs> pocket sand <laughs> the only thing he gets wrong is that hank says propane instead of propane he says it just a little bit wrong I blame the actor for that. <laughs> propane accessories. <laughs> yes, propane and propane accessories. No, the pain is, is, is shorter. It's not longer. But anyway, that's my new show. <laughs> Your pedantic levels have increased slightly today. <laughs> and I, that happens from time to time. Yes. All right. And speaking of pedantic, <laughs> bad transition. But WTH, what the head shit for the craziest moment. 
<laughs> mine is a multiple crazy moments. Okay. But it's any it's any time those stupid those leeches show up anywhere. Because they're just like rubber glove fingers that you just that just show up. It's like, huh. That's that's just gross, <laughs> especially especially when he does get the guy that was you know escaping that that he eventually mimicked for a long time, and you see all those big leech things up in the tree at which I think it might actually been looking back on that may have been leech a million, but it just looked like a bunch like a like a leaf fruit a leech fruit up there. Or yeah, I don't know what that was. Well, that's like leeches everywhere well the funny thing is is leech a million at one point in history would have been a doctor yeah <laughs> he's secretly he's the leader of the gel shocker scientists because he's been in the business a long time <laughs> he's actually the medical doctor who takes care of all yeah. the kaijin like if someone brings exactly. in a wounded kaijin or a wounded goon and it's like, oh yes, I will cure you with my writer. leeches. He's caused, he's he's messed up my golf game. <laughs> I must stop him from from destroying all these kaijin so I can get back to working on my on my forearm. <laughs> because yes, in case you didn't know, into a golfer. Yeah, yeah. It's just, but just so in case anyone's confused, up until I think what was it like a hundred, like hundred and fifty years ago or so, for a really long time. Yeah, using leeches to suck blood out of sick people was common medical practice. Yeah, it was all bloodletting was also considered good medical practice because they thought they could bleed away all the bad blood, all the infected blood. Not realizing that if you drain blood from people, they can't replace it fast enough. Exactly. <laughs> Well, yeah, he's just a hundred. Well, at this point, he'd just be a hundred-year-old kaijin. Yeah, which actually they have done. There have been a few kaijin that Shocker did not build; they found because they yeah. were fossils. This was the first one they found, and he's been <laughs> serving as chief medical officer of Gel Shocker for a long time. Right now, and just wants to get back to his golf game. You are now hearing a great fan theory on my part. <laughs> There's been a lot of fun fan fun fan theories. Say that three times fast <laughs> on this show. I prefer not to. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, that I mean, might, I, that would that would cause about the same amount of issue as six sick sheep. Yeah. Well, with a different word. I'm also just realizing because again, I am chest deep into Die Ranger. I just saw an episode where the mon- where one where the monster of the week one of his superpowers was that he had grenades that if you caught it you would have to say a tongue twister and again this was a monster who was not in power rangers (laughs) and i'm not surprised they they changed that because that i don't i just can't see lord zed thinking this is a good tactic oh wait no i take it back i take it back this monster was in power rangers but he didn't have that power in power of course not Power Rangers always takes away the fun things, like the dancing in Kyoryuger they took out of the morphing sequence when it came over to Dino Charge. But anyway, the, the my WTH award is one we have to park on for a little bit because this is <laughs> this is a hilarious, a hilarious and brilliant, ironic plot point. <laughs> the Cactus Bat episode. So Cactus Bat gets wind that Hongo and Tachibana have a scientist friend who's trying to make a vaccine for his venom, for his cactus transformation venom. 
And he's like, because they have hands that are, have already been turned and they're slowly turning. And Tachibana gets so desperate that he goes to scientist friend and says, just cut my hand off. I'm like, you're asking for amputation. I understand, but wow. <laughs> that transformation must be paint more painful than y'all are letting on. Yeah, and all I keep thinking is, well, we only have a couple episodes left. I could imagine they'd be willing to do this, but I know Tachibana yeah. shows up later, so they probably don't, unless he has a metal hand. Mecha Tachibana. Mecha Tachibana. <laughs> I don't know. You know, so we got that tension going on, and then Hongo's like, oh, they got me too. And then Cactus Bat comes in here and just trashes the lab. Like he beats right. up Tachibana. He beats up everybody, trashes the lab, and he's like, ha ha, you will never find it now. And then everyone, even I'm like, what are they going to do? They don't have yeah. time to make another is, one. Is this the actual start of the end uh, in game story arc? I'm like, what's no, going? Not. I'm like, what's going on here? I don't understand. Even I'm a little surprised by this. And then we find <laughs> we find out that because he trashed everything and there are all these chemicals that got spilled everywhere. The right combination of chemicals mixed together on the table and dripped out onto the floor and onto Tachibana's hand, then it cures him. And then Tachibana's like, wait, wait, th it's these. Use these. That's how you make the vaccine. And I'm like, cactus bat. <laughs> I am not kidding. After cactus bat left and you're dealing with that, you know, that whole idea is like, how are they going to save the world now? And you see that first shot of the chemicals on the table. I go, oh, no. <laughs> he accidentally found the cure himself by destroying everything. You didn't just do this. It's like, I, I like it. It's great. It's great irony. But Cactus Bat, you're an idiot. <laughs> but is he an idiot because it happened by accident? He didn't know. I, How was he supposed to know? I don't know. I don't it's know. Just, it just, it made me laugh so much. I'm like, it's like, <laughs> hey, it's like, I just knew what, I just knew what the writers were going to do immediately. The minute I saw <laughs> the mix of chemicals on the table, I was like, oh, that, that's secure, isn't it? How are you going to synthesize that much that quickly? <laughs> is this going to be like Powerpuff Girls where the only way you can actually create the vaccine is to destroy everything accidentally? <laughs> I'm just thinking of like Cactus Bat's gravestone. It says, here lies Cactus Bat. He died by irony. <laughs> well, it would be if it were, were for the fact that he turned back into Matsuda. Well, that's but true. But anyway. That's true. Even but, though you see him. Well, uh, okay. Him okay. Wait, 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 wait. You do see on the, on the back wall, you do see the Cactus Bat costume waiting, like waiting to be revived. <laughs> makes no sense but i here i just had a i just had a crazy crazy big brain fan theory here what if work with me here since cactus bat was one of the kaijin who gets cured at the end what if matsuda exerted enough control over cactus bat that even though Cactus Bat thinks he's destroying the research, he's actually very strategically, very carefully getting the right chemicals to mix up in the destruction. So it's like he's subconsciously uh, making the cure. <laughs> that's a bit of a stretch, considering it doesn't look like any of those chemicals were even labeled. So how would Cactus Bat know what each of the chemicals were? I know. It makes no sense. 
it, it's at that, the same it, time it, it's, it's interesting as at that the same might time be. we're dealing with cartoon chemicals that they've made simply by putting like uh, food coloring in water <laughs> right i'm saying i'm not saying i like that more i love the i i it's far better that it's just irony right <laughs> the cactus pet undoes himself through irony i i find it hilarious when i see villains get undone by dramatic irony i really do mm-hmm. it's, it's so funny you want to do it strategically because if you do it too much it robs the hero of <laughs> of too many wins you know yeah. but when it does happen i think it's hilarious so <laughs> <laughs> oh the irony oh the irony and now drew for the last time for you anyway you have a minute to hench in it <laughs> This is where we give our final thoughts in one minute or less. I'll let you go first, Drew, because it's your last time to do this. At least for All now. All right. Ready? Yeah. On your mark, get set, go. Cactus Bat is probably the, is ironically the most successful kaijin we've had so far, except for the next one, which is actually Leech a Million, <laughs> who actually almost survived everybody, but didn't because, well, to be continued, that's the issue here. Uh, looking forward to seeing how this actually ends. Maybe you'll hear from me next time. I don't know. See y'all later. <laughs> 22 seconds. Hot dang. Look at you. I try. I try. Yes, you do. All right. On my mark, get set, go. <sighs> I love the irony of this, of these last couple of episodes, especially the cactus bad episode. Yeah, we got back to some more formulaic episodes in the last few, which is a little bit weird, but I give them credit. At least one of them is wild, and this one is packed with irony, so I give them credit there. But I got to say, the part one of this two-part finale is off to a really great start. I love the idea of playing around with the transformation, playing around with the tropes and ideas that we've already got pre-installed into the show. I'm going to be very curious to see how it all pans out, considering that I have spent a longer amount of time working on this show, covering it on a podcast. I'm really hoping that the finale lives up to what I've already built up in my head. 55 seconds. I suspect it's going to be like the rest of the show where Shocker Leader is going to be the monster of the week. Probably. (laughs) probably and it won't be anyone we've seen before right right but before Which would be a disappointment yeah but before we get to the credits i do we've already mentioned it a little bit drew you came on to fill in until the last episode for common rider and i want to say thank you again for volunteering to do this i you didn't i don't think you quite knew what you were getting yourself into <laughs> I kind of knew. Because <laughs> you said, I'll come on for any number of episodes you need. I'm like, you're the co-host until the end. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, when I when, when I got up to the episode where Travis disappeared on you, <laughs> for other reasons, I understand why. But I, I thought, well, I've done podcasting by myself. I'm doing podcasting by myself now on another thing I'm doing. I know how much of a pain this could be. I don't know which episode I want just simply because I don't know the show at well going into it. Mm-hmm. I'll let you pick. Right. And I think I thought knowing my luck, <laughs> I just picked the last 10 episodes. Right. 
Right. Which is fine because it's fun. Right. Right. And I really appreciate you doing that. I was fully prepared to make this a solo show with the occasional guests all the way up until I brought Travis back for the final episode. But I've learned, I do think personally, unless you are an exceptionally good podcaster, yeah. Or you know you're you've got some really good writing skills or whatever. I it's hard to do solo podcasts and make them work. There are some out there, yeah. and there are people who make them work. Some of my favorite podcasters do mostly solo shows. Looking at you, Luke Giaconetti, on Earth Destruction Directive, he does a great job as a solo podcaster. But I do find that having at least two hosts works. Yeah best for podcasts so that way you have something to bounce off of so i'm glad that you were you were willing to come on and help get me all the way to the end and now i can bring travis back and we can finally finish covering this show after and then built. we can and, the, and then you can evolve this into maybe something else once you have some relief yeah <laughs> for sure because i have learned that trying to run three podcasts is more than I can handle. <laughs> so I will be scaling back a little bit. I've already mentioned this a little bit in a little update announcement. I'll bring it up again in the next episode with Travis, you know, to talking about what the future of this podcast is going to look like. It will not go away completely, I assure you. And how it's going to come back, if it comes back, those are details that are still being worked out. But... I do think, you know, barring circumstances beyond my control, there is a future still for Henshin Men. But like I said, thank you, Drew, for coming on. I've really appreciated it. I've gotten some very positive feedback from listeners since you jumped on board to fill in. And so, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cellcast picked up a few listeners because of this. So I just wanted to say, you know, you're, you're good at this, so I'm very happy to have somebody who has some experience with podcasting coming on who can match my energy, <laughs> to say the least. It's because I also don't know how to shut up. But anyway. <laughs> uh, but yes, like I said, if you uh, go ahead and watch that final episode, record uh, you know record some quick thoughts, send it in to me, and I will play it live on the next recording with Travis, and you know we'll close out the original common writer finally, and <laughs> there will be much rejoicing. Yay! Yay. <laughs> yeah. Any last words you want to offer to the heroes of the internet before we jump into the credits? Well, thank you for letting me come on for these last couple episodes. It's been fun. I'm looking forward to seeing what you do with the Henshin Men podcast after this. Mm-hmm. If any of y'all, I'll, I guess I'll go ahead and do my plugs right quick. Okay. If y'all want to listen to me on the Cellcast, just go to the cellcast.podbean.com. Yes, we do more than just, you know, we do like all sorts of things. Like unfortunately, Frozen 2 is a movie we're doing soon. <laughs> Moving on. Uh <laughs> And of course, I'm also doing Untangling Kingdom Hearts, where I'm analyzing the Kingdom Hearts video game series one little story bit at a time. I am in the very, I am just about to the real gameplay segment of Kingdom, first Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I say that, but it's like I'm still in the part talking about the areas where, yeah, you can fight the Heartless, but you won't die yet. <laughs> you won't get a game over yet. I say Heartless, you know what I mean. Anyways. Yes. 
So if you want to hear me analyze a story that makes probably less sense than Common Rider does from a distance. <laughs> it's because uh, it's, a, it's a Square Enix story. <laughs> it, it's worse than a Square Enix story. It's a Square Enix story spread out across 13 games that have, whereas most Square Enix stories are done in one game. So there's like connective tissue everywhere and half of it. I'll just say this. If you've never looked at Kingdom Hearts, a lot of this story is like, what cool thing can we do in this episode, in this in this game, that kind of sort of had something to do with the last game? Let's just do that crazy thing. Oh, look, we've created three plot holes. Well, next three games will fill those in, and that will create more plot holes. Okay. Not really plot holes, just weird. Anywho. <laughs> I like the connective tissue. Let's just say there's a lot of explanations that have to come on, and there's stuff from the first Kingdom Hearts game that just is now getting explained. So... <laughs> Anywho, I, I hereby dub the lore master. I don't know about lore master. I just am doing a lot of extra research that I normally don't do for podcasting. <laughs> because it's like, there was one thing I had to look up on the last episode where it's like, did they ever actually explain what she did when she got to this island or how she got to this island? As like, oh, they did in the, in the rhythm game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that, even though I played that rhythm game all the way to the end. I forgot that they actually explained that. Okay. (laughs) Kingdom Hearts is convoluted. (laughs) In the best ways. (laughs) I bet. I bet. But, yeah. Anyway, any other plugs before? That's pretty much all of it, because I know you're coming on an episode of Cellcast. Yes, to uh, me, uh, except that will be MIFV, Nate, bringing Jimmy along. So, because we'll be talking about Tron Legacy, because I listened to your episode on Tron, and I feel like I have to defend it. (laughs) (laughs) In my defense of what I said, and I'll definitely will bring this up later, that the night, the, the one night I watched Tron Legacy, that there's a whole lot of weirdness that happened in my life around that point. So I need a fresh look at it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Especially since I don't know if you heard this or not, this is very tangential, but did you hear that apparently Tron three is now going to happen? Yes. I did hear that Tron Aries and Jared Leto is going to be in it. I would like to see Jared Leto in something with good writing. I know there are people wondering who Jared Leto is going to be in this. My theory is he's going to be the bad guy. I don't know if they'll get the rest of the cast back. I would like to see them get the rest of the cast back, but my theory is that Leto will yeah. be the bad guy. As long as he's not playing Tron and Tron is still the bad guy. <laughs> more on that More on that in a couple of weeks. In a couple of weeks. In a couple of weeks. But anyway, got a lot to look forward to from We're both of week, us. Depending on when this episode comes out. Well, yeah. But you got a lot to look forward to from both of us. You and Jacob will be coming on the Film Vault again. I'd love to have you back on you know, whatever future iteration of henshin men there is, if we can find the right thing. So Mm -hmm. like I said, we're not going away. We're not going away. You can still find us. We'll still be collaborating. It'll be great. You know, it's just life, uh, finds a way to screw you over sometimes. (laughs) It is what it is. Yeah. Which 
Anyway, I'm going to move on before I rant about that phrase. So okay, allow, thank allow you. To, allow me to rephrase then. I'll, I'll quote Forrest Gump and say, or I'll paraphrase Forrest Gump and say crap happens. Yeah, yeah, yes. Anyway, thank you for listening to Headshed Man, a Tokusatsu Appreciation Podcast. You can find links to all of our social media in the description of this episode. You can listen to more of Travis on the backlog of the Kaiju Weekly Podcast and listen to more of me on the Monster Island Film Vault and our sister podcast in the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network, The Power Trip, a journey through the Power Rangers franchise which is currently going through sentai by the way and i will be resharing those episodes in this feed just so you know fun if you found some enjoyment from this podcast consider leaving us a five-star rating on apple podcast spotify and pod chasing while you're at it go do that for the Cellcast because they need some more love over there <laughs> we'll take all the love we can get yes jokes anyway until next time <laughs> drew what are we gonna say Common Rider will always be a, pa- a pain in Gelshocker's henshins. This podcast is part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcasting Network and is copyright 2023 Kaiju Ramen Media LLC.